This morning, I'm speaking to Sandira Chetty, the digital editor of Farmers Weekly. Sandira, good morning. What do you have for us in the latest edition of Farmers Weekly if we look at the news section? Hi, LCB and to the listeners. Here are the top news articles readers should not miss in this issue. The recent crime stats from the SAPS revealed a concerning rise in agriculture-related crimes. According to TLUSA, the report revealed several concerning trends in crimes against farmers and agricultural communities across the country. SAPS revealed that 68 murders occurred on agriculture land, farms, estates or small holdings from July to September 2023. These stats align with the figures reported by TLUSA. The Western Cape reported the highest agriculture murder rate with 24 reported cases. Now, according to the SAPS, cattle theft fell 5,5%. But it still rose concerns for farmers with 6,935 cases reported during the second quarter of the 2023-24 financial year. However, the accuracy of these stats is questionable, given public skepticism about the police's investigative capabilities. Farmers reluctant to report due to lengthy legal procedures stressed the urgent need for SAPs to prioritize livestock theft. Instances of traps and snares impacting both small and large game are escalating, demanding immediate intervention and improved law enforcement. To boost sustainable farming and aid small and medium-sized enterprises, the Khudiso Development Fund, founded by PepsiCo South Africa, has allocated funding to uplift two Limpopo potato farmers into commercial ventures. The initiative, centered in Limpopo's potato belt in the Capricorn district, supports black-only emerging farming enterprises. Popi Ralachena received 7 million rand to cultivate 50 hectares, dedicating 30% to potato production for PepsiCo's Simba chips. Zala Masaho for Mazeli Farming and Projects, secured 1 million rand for potato cultivation. This will see her grow potatoes across 10 hectares, and she has applied to supply potatoes for PepsiCo's chip business. The fund not only provides financial aid to emerging farmers, but is also transforming supply chains by creating vital market routes for farmers. Executive Director for the fund, Diale Tilo, said its mission extended beyond providing capital, also aiming to address the constraints limiting emerging farmers and SMMEs from realizing their full potential. And lastly, the trend towards paper packaging is on the rise in South Africa. With growing favor for options like paperboard punnets for mushrooms and cardboard boxes for apples. This was according to the Paper Manufacturers Association of South Africa, which enlisted South Africa as one of the 16 countries that participated in this year's Global Trend Tracker Survey. Over 10,000 consumers participated in the survey, which sought to understand consumer perceptions towards print and paper products. Looking specifically at environmental awareness, reading habits, and packaging preferences. Approximately 58% prefer products ordered online to be delivered in paper packaging, and 56% actively strive to increase the use of paper packaging. Paper or cardboard ranked highest in 10 out of, out of the 15 attributes, including being better for the environment, 55%, and easier to recycle, 42%. The survey also highlighted consumer support for packaging return systems, with 77% endorsing retailers offering such systems and 60% expressing a willingness to buy more from retailers, removing plastic from their packaging. Recycling initiatives were considered important, with over 60% agreeing that non-recyclable packaging should be discouraged through taxation. As South Africa leads the charge, the message is clear. Paper is not just a preference. It's a sustainable choice shaping the future of packaging. And in the feature section...
The feature article looks at how to better manage the electricity crisis. In response to South Africa's persistent energy challenges, Erin Manyakowi, researcher at the Agricultural Research Council's Natural Resources and Engineering Division, explores technologies to mitigate load shedding. The ongoing rise in energy costs, load shedding as well as environmental concerns associated with the use of coal-fired power stations are the driving forces for agricultural, industrial and commercial sectors to change how energy is consumed. There is a growing interest in energy management, energy efficiency and energy efficient technologies as a result of escalating energy crises. In order to deal with the current energy crisis, business at large is realizing that energy like any other resources or raw materials can be managed. This article focuses on recommending energy efficient technologies and a way in which energy can be managed to reduce its operational cost to ease the financial burden on consumers, agricultural, industrial and commercial sectors. Now key technologies include variable speed drives, heat pumps, solar geysers and thermal insulation. Energy efficient equipment and lighting practices are crucial with recommendations for efficient replacements. Beyond technology, Manyako suggests energy management practices such as monitoring high energy processes, reporting leaks, adopting flexible work arrangements, and promoting energy awareness among staff. Conducting energy assessments and audits or a walk-through energy audit is recommended for businesses. These measures aim to curtail operational costs and enhance energy efficiency, providing a comprehensive approach to address the multifaceted energy challenges faced by various sectors. What do you have in the livestock section? This week's livestock article discusses the iconic Zimbabwean beef breed Thule. Kerry Stewart, a Thule stud breeder and chairperson of the Zimbabwe Thule Breeder Society, says that the breed is known for its adaptability to challenging climatic conditions. The Thule boasts unique genetics, making it successful in crossbreeding programs with high hybrid vigor and polled calves. Stewart emphasizes the breed's exceptional fertility, adaptability, tick resistance, and early maturity. Thule's short, smooth coat deters ticks, and their mothering ability is outstanding. The breed's toughness and good beef quality result from years of natural selection in the region. In the early 1940s, Len Harvey started developing an indigenous domestic breed of cattle in Zimbabwe that could withstand the demanding and tough regional farming conditions and still provide quality meat and dairy. He chose the healthiest, heartiest, most fertile specimens from the local Sangha breed as the foundation of the modern Thule. In 1955, the Thule was registered as a Zimbabwean indigenous breed. The Thule breed's ability to adapt to diverse environments, coupled with its even temperament, makes it a preferred choice for farmers in Zimbabwe. Chris Johnston, owner of the Jambo Thule stud, underscores the breed's fertility, adaptability, hardiness and excellent meat quality, contributing strong hybrid vigor to crossbreeding programs. The Thule breed's success extends globally, being exported to various continents. What can readers expect in the crop section? In the crop section this week, stink bugs and fungi threaten sunflower production. Effective sunflower cultivation in the drier regions of South Africa involves proactive insect pest and disease management, particularly addressing challenges posed by the false chinch bug and sclerotinia head and stalk rot, which plays a role in the decline of sunflower plantings. Four species of the false chinch bug are found in South Africa's sunflower-producing regions and exhibits polyphagous behavior, relying on weedy host plants and adversely impacting sunflower crops. 
The occurrence of false change bugs is unpredictable and sporadic. Its management involves cultural controls, emphasizing weed-free headlands and early weed eradication during sunflower growth stages to limit migration. Sclerotinia is a damaging fungal pathogen that has an extensive host range, which possibly exceeds over 500 plant species. These include crops such as soya bean, beans, and canola. The diseases spread through windborne spores during flowering and root-to-root contact. Rotation practices can mitigate stalk rot, while deep burial of sclerotia reduces head rot risk. To ensure sustained sunflower success amidst evolving pest and disease challenges, farmers are urged to adopt integrated pest management strategies. This holistic approach not only enhances financial outcomes, but also promotes ecological sustainability, improving crop yields and product quality while reducing long-term reliance on chemical pesticides. If you found this topic interesting and want to learn more about the other topics I discussed, make sure you get your copy of the 8th December issue of Farmers Weekly. And that was Sindhira Chetty, Farmers Weekly's digital editor.